1: I'm Nils Zacharias, and you're listening to Eat for the Planet. On this show, we try to answer the question, how can we eat in a way that nourishes us without starving the planet? The show features conversations with food industry leaders, health and sustainability experts, as well as entrepreneurs and creative minds who are redefining the future of food. This episode features a conversation with Meg Donahue, the co-founder of Mama Says, a food company that makes mealtime easy with whole food plant-based staples to help you eat healthy at home. Mama Says does all the shopping, chopping, and cooking for you so you can get all the nutritious benefits without all the work. And they deliver it right to your door. Mama Says meal bundles come with support and nutrition education to give people the tools they need to eat, look, and feel great. Not only am I a huge fan of Meg and her co-founder Lisa and what they've built with Mama Says, but I also love the food so much and was so impressed by their commitment to sustainability that I partnered with them to launch a custom Eat for the Planet meal bundle full of eight healthy, delicious, sustainable plant-based meal staples that you can now buy online and have it delivered to your doorstep. Just go to eftp.co slash m a m a s e z z. That's eftp.co slash mama says to learn more. Now to the conversation with Meg Donahue of Mama Says. Meg Donahue from Mama Says, thank you for joining us on the Eat for the Planet podcast.
0: Neil, I am so happy to be here. I love your podcast and delighted to share some time with you
1: yeah this is uh this is gonna be an interesting conversation i mean i just to start things off when I usually kick off my podcast, I always ask the entrepreneur like What got you started? what's your backstory? what's the inspiration that led to the founding of the company and in your case, I do know the backstory, and I know the backstory is interesting enough that we could probably spend an entire hour just talking about that and i'm gonna i'm as much as I'm tempted to do that, I think uh we have so much more to talk about that. Uh, But I do think it's important for the listeners to understand the incredible, uh, unique story that led to the founding of this company. So maybe take us back to that point where uh, your mom, Millie, was not well and you had to bring her home. uh, And what happened that eventually led to the founding of Mama Says? Sure.
0: Sure. It is compelling. And um, I'll, I'll give you the, the shorter version. My mom at 80 was released to hospice care and she had congestive heart failure and failing kidneys. And I brought her home to live with me for what I thought were the last three months and just started researching who has survived this level of heart disease, if if anyone. And I didn't know a lot about it. Um, and I came across the work of Caldwell Esselstyn and the um, T. Colin Campbell and the China Study and, and many other well-known doctors and just Um, the preventing and reversing heart disease was a book that I read. And I just said, I'm going to do this and started feeding her just small micro meals. Um, And eventually, and just to put in context, she was in bed, couldn't, couldn't really get out of bed. Couldn't, couldn't really care for herself at all. So she was, she was at end stage of life and she gradually got better um, over a course of three months her strengths got a little bit better and then six months, you know We said something's happening here and I'm still feeding her these meals and I'm learning more about it myself And then, you know after a year We said this is remarkable because in the interim, you know, we had been meeting with her doctors and her heart um, function had had steadily, you know, it leveled and then it steadily began to improve and until the point where she is now, where she's going to be 90 in less than two weeks. She was 80 then. She's going to be 90. Her heart function is near normal. She swims. You know, she drives. She's very active with her friends. And what happened is we said, this is unbelievable. How do we not know that this type of, um, these kind of typical um health problems that we see from heart disease, diabetes, hypertension, sleep problems, overweight um, can be so easily solved eating a whole food, plant-based diet. And so that was our first revelation. And the second revelation that we had, which led to the company, because, you know, a lot of people have health turnarounds and they they don't start a food company. But what we realized is to, to make this food of this higher quality, um, took a lot of time and at the time i had three generations living in in our property and so i was making a lot of food for people and i loved that everyone was getting better i had i had the beginnings of of arthritis from being an athlete my whole life and beginnings of macular gen, degeneration those things improved so all of that great stuff was happening but i realized this is very time consuming and it's hard to find a company. And and I looked, we said, well, there must be a company that's doing this. That's making this great food that they can just send us and help us. And we couldn't find it. And we being uh, my co-founder and partner, Lisa Lorimer, And so we said, well, you know, and and also in context is this is at a point in our career where we had had other companies, um, specifically a a very large organic um, bakery that, you know, had national brands, we had sold that. So we understood food, we understood what was involved in starting a food company, that um, distribution was a big part of. And even knowing all that, we said, (laughs) we cannot not do this, because we can't find it out there. We know we can fill a need for people that if they don't know they have yet, they're going to discover how, um, when they begin to eat more healthily, how, how, how difficult some things can be and how much this can help. So that's how we started. We just said, let's make the food that we would want that help us feed everyone, including ourselves, a really healthy diet.
1: (laughs) You know, I'm laughing because I talk to so many food entrepreneurs who are first time food entrepreneurs, and I think... They, they partly are so passionate and excited about what they do is because they have not yet encountered some of the bigger challenges of actually running a food <laughs> company. And this is, uh, you know, all respect to everyone I've ever had on this podcast, but many of them are just, uh, are, are just trying to figure it out as they go along. And, and some of them, because of their lack of experience, are able to think outside the box and actually do some pretty unique things. But in your case, I think it's even more remarkable because you and Lisa – had had exp- you had experience in the food industry you you knew exactly how it worked and although you knew all that despite even though you've had that experience you decided <laughs> to do it all over again which I does I do think is it's kind of incredible because it is um you know the more I learn about it and I think I'm I've just become this eternal student of uh because if you want to change the food system, you have to first understand how it works. Uh, and the more I learn about it, the more I'm, f- I'm, I'm kind of amazed that people decide to actually go into business in this space because it's so complicated and and the and the margins can be so low and, it, and just one tiny thing can go wrong and the whole thing can come crashing down. But anyway, so you're saying that all you did was make change to the food she was eating. And that was literally the only difference that has brought her now to this point where she's nearly ninety
0: it is and and that i I feel like when I say that, people are thinking I'm holding out or that she was i've even had reporters ask me well wasn't she on this special drug and 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 we were really i didn't know a whole lot, so it wasn't like I had this grand vision and I was going to shift everything. I just was doing that one thing you know it was kind of just um you know ignorance saved me there, and I really worked with her doctors so Gradually she came off what was like a spreadsheet full of medications and she just gradually went down. But it was always in um, you know, coordination with her medical team because I'm not a doctor, but I I knew something extraordinary was happening. And that is the only thing that we did differently was change her diet. And and just to put it in perspective too for other people, is that she didn't have like this horrible diet. She's somebody you'd look at and go like, she's in great shape. You know, she played tennis, she golfed, uh, you know, tennis, younger golf when she was older, um, ate probably what people would consider a, a decent diet. But I think as she got older, they had a lot more processed food. She and my dad, but it wasn't, they weren't, they weren't overweight. They weren't, there was none of those markers that you would, you would might tag somebody as having a bad diet. And, um, it was very rapid by the time she was 75 or 76, things just, you know, she was like really good. And then really bad. So it was that cumulative effect that we now know happens when you eat food over a long period of time that, that does impact you. And, you know, knowing what we know now, there were probably signs way earlier that we missed, but, um, that was the only thing that we did. And our bodies are phenomenal. You know, she, I guess the other piece that happened is her desire to live because she had been so sick, the, the healthier she got, I think that, um, was it sparked again and so she because when you feel better it's easier to have a desire to live and so i think that you know those two went hand in hand
1: yeah that's so fascinating i mean i um and i know i said uh, i could spend the entire hour now i'm tempted to ask more questions on that <laughs> but uh, but let's move on i mean i do think sure. i want to get into you know so you obviously you started trying to find a solution to you know how is it that you could figure out a way to to buy food like that or make it easier for yourself and your family to make healthy foods, which I'm assuming were whole food plant based and that's what what led you down this path. What led you to the decision of doing what you did with Mama Says? And just for for those who obviously are, have no background on what Mama Says is, that's M-A-M-A-S-E-Z-Z. how would you describe your company? Is it a is it a meal delivery service? um, it's, it's obviously sold online. It can be shipped across the country, but why that? And and how would you even describe it to someone?
0: Sure. Well, you know, we're, we're, we're food manufacturers probably first. We make great products, great whole food plant-based products. And what we realized was a missing part of this, the meal delivery and meal kit. Um, there were two things that really struck us that were missing. One is there were a lot of places that gave you like a, a complete meal or a frozen meal or groceries and a recipe. And that solves one problem, like the off meal that you just don't want to cook. But for that kind of the engine that drives your diet, those staples that you want to have that are, are relatively complicated sometimes like a a whole food plant-based marinara sauce is more complicated than, you know, when you just buying one a ragu or something off the shelf so we wanted to make those products. So And we wanted to make it so that anybody who uh, could, they're all heat and eat. So they're fresh. They come to you fresh. You just heat and eat them. Anybody could eat them right out of the bag, just heat and eat it. Or, and this is really the magic of our products that distinguishes us from a lot of um, other um, just, just a meal is sent to you type companies, is that any one of our products can be then made into other other meals. So it is your helper. It's something that is in your fridge. And if you know, it's in your fridge, you know, you can have it just as it is, or you can make, you know, endless possibilities of any, any package that you want. You know, we have a lazy lasagna. So of course you can eat a lazy lasagna as is, or, and we give people meal hacks on, on several different ways they can do it. And it does a number of things. One, it gives people some confidence in that they can always have a healthy meal. Because the other piece about our products is we we are really um, focused on having them be packed with nutrition with absolutely no processed food, um, no processed sugars and, um, you know, just kind of no oil, no gluten free It's a lot of no's, but um, but stuffed with flavor. And so that's that's really our goal is to give you an awesome product without giving you the junk, because there's a lot of vegan food out there. Um, You know, it's good but it isn't healthy. And we know that a lot of people, you know, health is important and especially moms and dads, they want to give their kids the best food. So how do you do that? So we give them the base to have either as a meal or make, stretch it and have several meals from it. And you know, your kids are going to love it and you know, you can always feel good because everything, every bite that goes in is going to be healthy for them.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a sort of a unique thing. You said you have, you use, I think you use the word staples. I mean, you sort of are, mm-hmm. um, your your meals are almost can have a dual function they can you can eat it out of the bag or you can if you if you like cooking you can use it to kind of uh almost yeah hack your way through uh meal prep right because it takes yeah. care of like maybe the difficult parts of uh, the meal you're creating so that I you know, that's something I probably haven't encountered before. I mean, yes, if you go to the grocery store you can you can buy some staples that you can keep in your refrigerator or your pantry and then you can look up recipes and make it. But you're you're saying you're taking the difficult parts of making a healthy meal and you're giving them the base or maybe 70% of what would go into a meal or in some cases it could be the entire meal and then you can customize it and make it your own if depending on your skill level or time in my case I probably would eat out of the bag.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a whole contingent of customers who just eat it out of the bag and like the fact that you don't even need to have really dishes. But and, and that was it. And, you know, I would love to say it was a genius on our part in thinking of it and then mm-hmm. going and doing it. But how we how it came is we filled a need that we saw we need we we had, which is we still like to cook. Um, and but I didn't want to have to be have to follow a recipe in a certain amount of time because the other nice thing um, and this is being in the food business, all of our food has a two week shelf life in your fridge. Or you can freeze it for up to six months so you're not you're not rushed into eating something and sometimes when we would get uh the the you know a meal kit where you have a a recipe and ingredients would feel i'd feel stressed and i just wanted anybody who wanted to eat a plant whole food plant-based whether they are meat eaters or you know whatever they are wherever they are in the spectrum that they had these quality high quality products Already made for them that are are really familiar taste profiles, and that was the other thing that we we tried to nail. It's it's things that people are used to, and so we used a bar of my brothers played football, and they weren't necessarily um, plant based or vegan. And my bar was they had to eat it and love it, and not say, "Well, you know, where's dinner?" (laughs) You know, (laughs) so no kind of rabbit food, really hearty foods, and so that's what we did. We filled the problem. We we solved the problem that we had which is, uh, you know, we want to make these meals. We want to do it easily. I want to do it consistently, but doing all this chopping and it Mm -hmm. got very expensive. It felt like crazy expensive um, getting, you know, the sourcing the right, the produce. And, and um, so we said, well, let's see if we can make this super easy. And that's where our products came, came from.
1: And, you know, I'm going to share my own experience with it. I mean, I've been saying this, I think, for a few years. I try to eat at least 80% whole food plant-based. At at home, obviously, most of the time, I'm I'm trying to eat as healthy as possible. But I'm not the greatest cook. So I'm always looking for shortcuts, right? The way to make life easier. And I also don't have a ton of time to, to spend in the kitchen, at least during the week. And so... But here's been the challenge though, right? One, you said it, it just takes a lot more effort if you want to eat healthy and you've got a plan and you've got to buy a bunch of different ingredients and you you kind of have to learn uh, to make your food taste really good uh, and healthy at the same time. But in the past, when I've always looked for a solution that could fulfill that 80% of my food uh, that is whole food plan-based, I have been really disappointed by the quality of the products. Um, <laughs> And mostly because they just tasted kind of awful, and so when I um I, when when I heard of when when I first chatted with you and you mentioned that you were whole food plant based, all the, I think it's because of my past experiences. My my you know the walls went up. Being well, let me try the food <laughs> because I don't I I've heard that before, and it 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 is a good promise to make. But most people, if you can't deliver on Taste This, the promise is is really not worth it. Because food needs to taste good. Uh, that's period. Yes, it can fix your health and it can transform your life. But if it doesn't taste good, most people are not going to bother to eat it. Or at least they won't buy it again or they won't try it again. And that's the part that actually surprised me because I expected to... Um, uh, to get something. I, w- I know I wasn't expecting rabbit food necessarily, but I was just expecting something that was going to be bland um, and kind of going to make me crave to add more salt and add more um, spices. Sure. And, and yeah. yes, you can do that to the food too, if you choose to, right? If you want to customize it in the beginning and make it on your own. And in some cases, yeah, I felt maybe, yeah, okay, I could do a little bit, add a little sauce to this and it would change it. Um, But, you know, it kind of shocked me that it felt hearty. It almost felt like someone had, um, like this was a home-cooked meal. um, And then someone had actually carefully portioned it out and sent it to me so I could, would make my life easier. And so I'll I'll just say I like the taste of it. And I like the variety and the staples that you have too. And the the way that you can kind of customize it and, and see what you like to eat and change your order based on that. So all those things made it, what, what kind of very interesting to me because I I'm, I'm the kind who, who likes flexibility, but at the same time, doesn't want to do too much work. And so, you know, mama says kind of made sense. And, and that's why I reached back to you. And I said, listen, what, what else, what, what is going on over you? How come more people don't know about uh, mama says, so how does it really work? Like how does, if someone's interested in becoming a customer?
0: Yeah. You know, it's such a, you, you hit so many great points. Um, and it is difficult I think and I've had some really bad whole food plant-based food um, and you can power through it if you have you know a heart disease or saving somebody's life to to motivate you but to sustain it and that's the that's really the holy grail that we wanted to solve and so we took a lot of time and we had a lot of failures on bad food we do a lot of testing and we wanted to find what is it that people actually like what's the taste profile and that is and even more so, what's how is, that? It's going to help them. And so I think we spent the first, you know, two years of our company really testing that. And and before we went, you know, full out there and said, you know, jump in here. We wanted to make sure that we nailed it for people. And I, I think we have. I mean, we have some some products now that I I I love it when we get reviews. I you know. And the whole spectrum, because you can really, you get an honest sense of where you are. And we have some products now that are just blowing me away with the love we're getting back. And it makes me feel good because I know we work really hard on it. Um, But also because people are, it's solving their problem. It's just making it easier. And so that's how we started. So I think our, our slow start is that we're food people and we're, and we wanted to get all of the pieces Right. And then we feel confident now, like we've nailed it. And so the way that people can buy it now is, is super easy. We, we curate bundles for people um, based on their needs. So if you're, you know, if you're high performance or if you have, if you're just getting started and you want to test like a sample or if you have, um, if you want to lose weight. And so we curate the bundles for, for, for those people where we put the products in and then we create a suggested menu so that it makes it even easier. You get all these great products and and here are some great ways to put them together. Um,
1: and a bundle is like a box that's delivered to you. It's basically like a collection of different me- meals.
0: Is that what it is? Right. Yeah. So it's, it comes in a box and um, so you can do a curated one or you can create your own. And a lot of our customers just like to pick and choose. We have all different kinds of, of uh, food. So you can pick you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner, or you can pick it by benefit, heart healthy, or, you know, antioxidant rich, high iron, high protein, um, just to make it really easy for people to customize. And, and that's our goal. And then, and the other piece I just want to circle back to, because this happened when we were first starting out and I ordered from all these companies just to get a sense of how does food come? What does it look like? And what ended up happening was something that really shocked me. And I, I had said to, to Lisa, our co-founder, this is a non-starter. If we cannot solve this problem, I'm not doing this um, because we're, we're making the problem worse. And it was that there was this huge amount of waste. I felt like the ugly American <laughs> where I'm getting this little meal. And then I had these, you know, ice packs and all of this box and this foam and in some places dry ice. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, what are my kids going to do? So I had all of this stuff and, and a garage full and then I had to recycle it. So it, it was kind of a drain on me and also frustrating and so we started to think well how can we solve this and we came up with a two-part plan and we're in the first part and i think we're we're moving closely to to being able to to start um the initiative for the second one but so we said let's make sure that we pay we built bake it right into our model because you have to do it right off the bat it's very hard to add a cost once you've started a consistent cost is to say we're gonna we're gonna give people a return ticket and, and have them send back the boxes. We will recycle and reuse everything for you. So if you don't want to do it, if it's not easy for you and a lot of people who are in you know different situations, for whatever reason it's harder. So we just have a label and FedEx will come pick it up. They bring it back to us. We have a whole recycling facility um, that is our own. We also have our own uh, we make our own food. We have a, we don't have a co-packer. We have our own plant. And so everything comes back and we recycle it. And so that was phase one. And phase two, our dream is that um, we're going to be creating our own boxes from plastic pulled from the ocean. Because we realized, you know, it's really hard to motivate people to, to pull plastic from the ocean if it's not monetized. So how can we monetize it? Well, what if we can build a box, a shipping box that's made from that? Of course, you know. Um, there are a lot of companies shipping now. And so if we can do this efficiently enough, then a the whole industry can be born from cl- by cleaning the oceans and then making those boxes able to make several returns or get recycled if people want to.
1: Wow, you went to my next hesitation with uh, just meal delivery in general, which is the waste. Uh, I think you got ahead of me on that one, but this is this is really really exciting to hear about. And I noticed that the first time the the box was, I I received the box. It comes with a a label that you can you can basically put everything into the box or. Mm Or other stuff into the box if you want to. I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> and then and then based, and just drop it off. You have to do nothing else. I think that's really interesting that you you thought ahead about that as well because uh, it would have been my hesitation too to go into this space if I were in your shoes because it is um it is a challenging business to pull off. You might be a great food manufacturer, and so you know, let's get to the, the to the heart of it, right? You, why has why have meal kit meal delivery companies that are direct to consumer? Why have they they started off with so much promise in the la, uh, a few years ago, and then in the last few years you've seen they've either shut down or uh, been acquired by grocery stores or are somehow you know just trying to morph into other businesses because it is challenging because it combines two very complicated businesses. One, firstly, food is complicated. Um, and food, the margins are low. food is a tough business to survive in. It has inefficient supply chains, high unit costs, and then delivery is complicated so mm-hmm. you 're basically taking two really complicated things and bringing them together and saying well we 're gonna win at both these really tough businesses <laughs> yes. so which is yeah. why you know some have just gone into a model of we 're just going to focus on healthy food and they opening restaurants so or other mm-hmm. points of delivery. And then you have the DoorDashes, which are just focusing on on delivery. So knowing that, because, of course, you've got experience in the food industry, how have you been able to sort of tackle those challenges? Because this must have been, you know, if you're, if you're going to build a, a sustainable business um, and attract investors down the line, you've got to be able to solve for that pretty early on. In addition mm-hmm. to, of course, manufacturing great-tasting food, which I know you've done. Um, like how much thought what did you do differently that others have not thought of that have made have made what hacks have you used to get to this point where you feel confident that you can build a sustainable business uh that's also good for the planet but also financially sustainable
0: sure yeah you definitely want to have a business model that's going to make money and you know we have a very scrappy attitude about um, business and growing business. And so we like to see um, things that work rather than things you hope will work. And so one of, you know, and, know, and knowing, you know, any business has a certain ramp up time, but to, to really base it on a solid model of, of profitability. And so one of the things that we saw as a whole in, in um, some of the food space is that um, it was very labor intensive, a lot of things that people are doing um, and they're, so that so if you are creating a different type of meal every week or 50 different types of meals every week you you have 50 different ways of packing it and then you have all of the sourcing is different and so that makes the manufacturing very complicated um not to mention you know and then shipping is there's, there's a certain amount you can do and then uh, then you just have to you know hope there isn't a hurricane in the area or something like that but you know in general that part is is less difficult um, once it's out your door um, but the actual making of food so I think our model is is really very different and that's why um, I, I think that's why it works for us is that we said let's be a trusted source for these amazing products we're not for everybody and we know that and that's fine but um everyone is welcome to be here but somebody else is going to prefer whatever um but for what we have um we're going to make amazing products and we kind of make you know we we are always making new ones but we have some real staples and i i i think of it like you know if you're Becoming a vegan and you used to drink milk and now you have almond milk, you know, we're replacing. We're like we, almond milk is the replacement for milk in your fridge. And that's what we want it to be. We're the replacement pieces for things in your fridge and maybe a combination of ingredients in your fridge that you used to make something from. So You know, we are your burgers, we're your marinara sauce, we're your lasagna. So, you know, whatever ingredients you had in your fridge to make the lasagna, we're the the finished product of that. So that's what we wanted to be. We wanted to be, be, if you didn't have to change anything, but switch to plant-based, you would have, in general, a taste profile that really suited you, that you could just plop right into your fridge and replace what you had already been doing, either by combining ingredients or having a single product. And um, I think it it's works. It works really well. It allows us to make a consistently excellent product um, that people can count on, and that they can grow with and, and do things with. And any product we put out, we always test with our customers, and we get their feedback. Do you love it? And people are great. They're you know flat out honest about food. You know nobody, unless you're you know maybe not even my mother. I mean I she's the one, she's one of the first testers, in, and she's 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 harsh sometimes. <laughs> So, so, so when you get bad feedback, believe it, you know, unless it's just a, you know, a troll, but if you get, you know, you know, more than two bad feedbacks, then pay attention. Mm-hmm. So we do. And, and that's super helpful. And that's, that model allows us to, to really keep our label cost in, in check and to be able to estimate them well. And also to, you know, to be able to estimate our supply chain mm-hmm. and what we might need as much as you can in these times, because it's a little crazy right now, but, um,
1: Yeah. I mean, it does come down to the secret sauce is really in the manufacturing, right? Because Mm -hmm. you could have easily chosen, you know, I could easily, you could have launched with just marinara sauces because frankly, I think it would have done well too, because your marinara sauce is pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, And you could have just focused on one product line, one SKU first, and then launched another SKU. And you could be, you know, a regular CPG company. And possibly Mm -hmm. that's something you could do down the line as well. So you almost took the the harder path, which one would assume at the first glance that it is a a tougher path to take, which is you're now manufacturing multiple products, um, Mm -hmm. and now you're finding a way to get it to consumers by sidestepping the entire existing uh, food distribution chain that exists. So you're not going into retailers, you're not dealing with distributors, you're going direct to the consumer. And you're shipping the products to them, which brings, of course, as I said, has its own challenges, right? And its own restrictions. So another thing that tends to make people kind of – I feel like I'm challenging you on why you even – pick this business model but i think <laughs> that's that's, fine. that's what most it's people not like would we
0: do. haven't thought of it <laughs> <laughs> late at night some nights you know like what <laughs> yeah
1: because you know it's 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 one of those things that people have will instantly hear about you do direct to consumer food meal delivery i mean that's the category they're going to lump you mm-hmm. in and they're going <laughs> to respond by saying well that's that's proven to be not a very good business um and then you've got to counter that. And the other aspect of that of course is cost, right? How do you how do you manufacture food at, at a at a cost where you can, you know, adding shipping to it and everything, you can still make money. And then how do you not mm-hmm. make it so expensive that you're passing all those costs to the consumers? Because this someone listening to this who's interested in trying your food is not probably also thinking it's this is probably cost a lot of money and it's right, not sustainable. Right. Like I'll try it once and then you know what? I'll probably go back to eating whatever I was eating. Right tell me why I'm mistaken on this cost thing, because I think a lot of people think it's too expensive.
0: Yeah. And it's a really good question. And um, I'll try and be as straightforward because, you know, there's a lot of ways to hedge around that question. But I think that one of the things that we do is because our background was in a business where it was really, um, you know, nickel and dime margins. And you, and where you had to be so incredibly efficient in the manufacturing. I mean, making, you know, bread products, they have to go out every day between a certain window and get to a place. And And this is the
1: Vermont bread company. Yeah. Vermont bread company.
0: And then some other brands, but that was just, so that's the, that's the ethos that we came in with is that, and we make our own food. So we're not co-packing, which is when somebody else makes your food for you and they give you a price to do that. Um, and they, a lot of co packers are phenomenally efficient. That's what they do. But what our um, facility does, because we do our own, because we know manufacturing, we're hyper efficient and we also can innovate. And that is something that, uh, that is difficult when you have uh, somebody else doing your food or if you're not super efficient um, in your manufacturing processes. It's very difficult to, to pop in a whole new product in the line in a, in a short amount of time without disrupting things. And so I think that background has really helped us. And I think we we almost take for granted a lot of it because that's just what we do. Um, but I, I think uh, if there's a part of the secret sauce is that if you don't have a lot of food experience, then to partner with somebody who does, who really knows that end of it. I think that's really been valuable for us and, and creating a model that um, you can really show at what point it's going to be profitable. And, and that's, you know, something that we were keen to do right at the start. And so we did, and um, that's how we, we've been going forward.
1: Yeah. From, so from a consumer perspective, this is like, why mama says, the 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 economical solution as well yeah. as in fact because I know you you as think right. you mentioned to me you've gotten some reviews that have said that you're probably the most bang for the buck
0: yeah um, we did we got one from shape magazine and, and I love hearing that most bang for the buck because you know again it comes back to that scrappy background if I was ordering food and and maybe this happened in the first like when I was ordering from a lot of different companies I felt I felt like I didn't I you know some of the food was good but I also felt like it, it would be hard to pay for that because once I got the meal, then it was done. And one of the other things that we do is our our food is packaged in multi serving, and so there. When when I say there are a lot of possibilities for any product, like you can have some some of our lazy lasagna just as is and then for one serving and but there are other servings that you can make other things with it so everything can stretch or expand i guess is a better way of saying it so you're you can have three meals from it or seven um and that gives a huge amount of value but even if you didn't do all those things our average cost is about 550 560 uh a serving and you know when you think that's coffee and i don't know if you can even get coffee and a bagel for that anymore (laughs) But to have this incredible food. And it was important to us. Let's keep the costs low. You know, we have great relationships with our suppliers and our farmers here. And I think that's really helpful. I think kind of understanding food sourcing has been really helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, But especially our efficiency um, to keep, because labor in this business can really, really um, impact your bottom line. And so to be very, very uh, aware of where it's getting spent and where it can be maximized.
1: Yeah. I also find that it is a lot of food that you get in a bundle where it, it usually lasts me sometimes more than two weeks. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, one of the products I I first understood um, how this was slightly different was when I, you know, when I tried the, yeah, I tried the lazy lasagna, but that, I was too tempted to eat the whole thing out of the bag. <laughs> but when I did the tuna ish sal- um the yeah. tuna ish, I think that's what it's called, right? Yeah. The, you can use it on a sandwich. I did that for one meal and, and in a salad for the next, and then and and then you know i did eat it out of the bag eventually but uh, it did it it stretched you know it, it wasn't like it was gone in in two meals it lasted for right. a few days and that was just one of the staples in the bundle so i do find this interesting who do you think the products are for i mean obviously as I, as i if i have not made it clear i've enjoyed them myself um sure. but who who is your end customer is this is this for someone who doesn't cook at all or is, and is, is just looking for a, like, I don't know, to have meals delivered a few times a week. And so have some meals that are just there instead of takeout or, you know, or is this for a family? Like, how does this work? Does it fit everyone or is it for a certain kind of customer?
0: Yeah. We like to say everyone is welcome at our table. And so, you know, anybody who wants to eat, um, Really healthy, delicious food. Of course, would enjoy our food. I think that the people who who tend to be our you know our strongest customers they fall into to different segments. And there's um, you know maybe people who are, are 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 health concerned, so over forty, and they've had they're seeing their parents might be having, you know, heart disease or some dementia and things and hypertension. And they're, they're starting to think, well, wait a minute, I need to do something differently with my body. So that's probably like 50 and over. Um, I think a bulk of the people are, you know, probably somewhere between 28 and 50 where they're busy and they're stressed. And, they want to do the right thing. You know, I think so many people, they really do want, I don't think anybody gets up and says, Oh, I just want to eat horrible today. And, you know, stress myself out. People really are trying to do the right thing in most cases. And what our food offers for them is a relief. It's wow. It's there. You know, I, I myself use, I'm, I'm a, I'm a customer (laughs) and I can't tell you how many times I've come home because um, or I am home more now because of COVID, but where I'm working and I have kids and I have my mom and, you know, we're busy in a family and I still want everyone to have a great dinner. And I, I have mama says in the fridge and it makes dinner decisions, lunch decisions, a snap. And so I love that. And I think that's our customer, our people who are busy, they want to eat well. They might not be fully plant-based. Some are, you know, a good majority are or vegan, but they probably um, in most cases want to have some healthy veggies. I mean, we say, you know, eat your fruits and veggies. It's not complicated. It doesn't need to be, you don't need a nutrition degree to eat dinner. You know, most people know I'd like to have more fruits and veggies on in our, in our diet. So we just make it really easy and delicious to do it without adding the other junk, you know, because you don't want to have a juice that has a bunch of sweetener in it. You don't want to have bad, you know, a steady diet of fake, you know, vegan meat foods and things like that—that that you know aren't good for your body, um, or neutral anyway. Yeah. Um, so we we offer that alternative, and I, and that's really our strong suit. So people who are like, you know, I just want this helping hand, so that if I don't have time to cook, I don't want to. That decision's already made, and if I want to do a little extra. Oh my god! Like this, the hard part's done, and I can just be creative. And you know, my family or or you know, my partner and I love it.
1: Yeah, I love the. I think what you said, the hard part is done. It was mm-hmm. the thing that I took away from it, and I'm actually glad I tried the food before we chatted today because I, you know, I, I don't think I would have totally got it until having experienced it myself. Where it, it and especially in this time of. Yeah, let's, let's face the facts, right? We're in 2020 and it's there's a <laughs> pandemic and I've been mostly at home and on Zoom calls most of the time getting my work done. And suddenly you stop and you realize it's you know 1 p.m. or something and you haven't eaten uh, and you have uh, 20 minutes before your next meeting or whatever. Uh, you That's the problem. That's what everyone's facing right now. And I, I don't right. have kids that are homeschooling or have to deal with all that and yet i find it difficult to make time um to 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 sit and prepare meals and so i always i felt in the time that i had uh the mama says in my refrigerator the the staples it was it was like a it was simple it was simpler if i if i had more time on the weekend i could do something with it if i chose to but on most days it was just like oh wait i have that and now i love the idea that you can also make it your own because I don't like necessarily getting an entire prepared meal. In that right. case, I'd rather order, order takeout. Uh, right. Here, it's more like I feel at least I can add a few greens to it, and I feel like I've done something, and I can pat myself on the back uh, right. that I've right. actually made an, my own meal when actually, when Mama <laughs> says I actually did eighty percent of the work for me. Uh, and so I, that's when I it really clicked for me that oh okay, you're just this, you've got you've got your customers back literally i mean you're you 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 know the the hard part is taken care of and also the fact that the hard part is taken care of and it's the healthiest part of your meal most likely uh, that is an added advantage like i could almost and i actually did tell a few people who are not plant-based that you know i've been telling you you got to add more plants to your diet here's a good way to do it right but where you you, exactly. The things that you would normally want to add to your dishes just happen to be the healthiest versions and taste pretty great. So yes. I think that's when it it clicked in my mind that you're sort of a different service. I mean, it, it is almost like someone went to a grocery store and grocery shopped interesting staples that are going to make your life easy when mealtime comes around.
0: That is exactly I don't know if that's what it. you were
1: going for, but that's what I got from it.
0: <laughs> you know, and I love hearing that. That makes me feel really, really good because that was the relief that we were solving for ourselves, you know, and we realized a lot of other people are feeling it. And so that was, you know, that was the underlying mission is how can we solve this problem for people where they want to eat well and how do you make it easy and not complicated and regular, you know, how do we just like fold this into people's lives? So they don't feel like, Oh, I'm eating this special meal. Either I just got out of the freezer or the special meal where I have to follow this specific recipe. Those, Not that those are bad. And, you know, any plant-based company, I want to raise up because there's so few of us. You know, we don't need to be at each other compared to all the other stuff. The more of us, you know, the better everybody does better. Um, But for what we do, we just wanted to solve that regular day-to-day problem that people have of of in a, a stressful, busy life. How do you eat well? Not have any guilt about you know I should have done more I didn't do this or I got so hungry I just ate that to be able to have right in your fridge all the options that solve those problems for you in a way that's that you're gonna that's enjoyable and so that's what we that's what we set out to do
1: yeah and so in terms of um, the journey so far as um, a entrepreneur again who decided to get into the food business, how's it been? I mean, I know you've been very, I think you said in the beginning, you've been very focused on, um, in the early days of Mama Says, to, to 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 make sure you get the manufacturing part right. Because without that, without those efficiencies built in, uh, the rest are not going to, it's not going to work. And of course, make sure the food and every new product that you launch meets those high standards. Because there really aren't that, I mean, there are a lot of food companies, but there are not many, very few, in fact, that can claim that they are whole food plant-based, which is which is the promise of plant-based, right? When people say plant-based mm-hmm. diet is good for your health, what they actually mean is the whole food plant-based diet. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, most products don't deliver on that promise. And it's it's fine. They make up, as I said, mostly 20% of my diet as well. So you need you need it. Each of those products have its place, but you're trying to meet this high standard of, of of health and nutrition, but at the same time make it taste great. Where are you now in that journey? I mean, you've 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 built mm-hmm. the the manufacturing part up. You obviously have customers, and you're selling online. Tell me about where you are now, and and kind of where what's next for Mama Says? Yeah, that, because this might it, be the first time most people are hearing about it.
0: Yeah, it's and and it's a really interesting thing that happened. You know, we were primarily, like you mentioned before retail, you know, really know that, you know, Whole Foods, Trader Joe's though, that whole experience in hundreds and hundreds of, of locations in our past business. And that was a brick and mortar primarily. And then to, to move to an e-commerce um, based business is, you know, we have some retail, but primarily e-commerce. I think that, um, that's kind of what we realized wow let's once we had the food and then let's put our effort out and so it was I think some people do it the other way and that's fine but for us because you know we just said we got to nail the food before we do anything else and then the challenge was okay how do you how do you have people find out who you are how do you how do you do it in a way that um, is an invasive and feels great and is effective and efficient and so you know, that not being our background, what we realized, and this is what we do with everything, is we get the absolute best people around us that we can, who are smarter than us and things that we don't know about. And we ask a lot of questions, stay curious. And so it's positioned us now, I think, because the food is something we are so proud of and mostly because of, of the things like you say that it helped you, <laughs> you yeah. know? that that that's what makes us feel great so since we have a this great product line and more and more people are finding out about us we said let's let's start getting out there and really telling people and so i think that's this the stage we are we have you know a lot of private partnerships and things that we do but to really be public about what we're doing is is where we are now and um You know, we have we're a very high volume operation. So that's that's not a problem. And and now that we've worked out all of those pieces, because you really want to be able to deliver on your promise, whether it be the food or that you can you can get it to people when you say you can. And so um, all of those things being being really running smoothly now is we're at the place to let's go to the next thing and to, to let more and more people know about us and um, see where we can take this see who see who we can support other partners and people that we can support doing what we do
1: yeah and you know of course you're a direct-to-consumer company where again that's i feel like i've raised a lot of the challenges of being one which is things people know which is your very high customer acquisition costs very low customer retention typically and so now, I guess you're at that point where those are the the metrics you're trying to solve for, or you probably already figured that part out, maybe, or you're you working know, on it.
0: I, I think we figured some of it out. I, I don't know. I, I'd be skeptical of anybody who said, "Yeah, we have that one totally nailed." I think it just changes so frequently. But what we know is these are things that we track, and that we, you know, you they're iterative, so you're constantly working on them. The probably, though, honestly, the the place where our growth tends to happen um, is people who have tried it, who are talking to other people, you know, and that is, you know, my sister, I, and I get emails daily. We get emails daily and uh, from people who have, who have said, I tried it and I brought it to this group that I work with. I tried it and I brought it to my offices. And so, and that to me then translates where we can track to people who are long-term customers. And that's what we want. We want people to say, hey, mom says replaces, they fill a need for me that's continual. It's not the one-off meal or, or, or you know, every once in a while. But these are the things that I want in my fridge on a monthly basis. And so... Um, and I, they have a lot of variety and they really are the things that I would be buying continually anyway, or trying to make myself anyway. And mama says, does it, and they do it extraordinarily well. And I never have to worry. And so they're happy and they talk about it. So, um, building, building that out more. And I think we have more time to, to speak with our customers, you know, when you're, when you're first in the midst of it, it's, it's, you know, building a company from the scratch is is time consuming. And to be able to have time now to, to, to really help our customers get what they need and want, um, whether it be our food or other types of support, that's a focus and to, to spread the message. I mean, it's such, it's so hard to believe really, Neil, that you have to sell that eating fruits and veggies is a good idea. <laughs> And, and that it's in its purest form is a good idea, but that's our challenge. And so, you know, we're, we're trying all, all different ways of doing it. And, you know, it, some of them are the good old fashioned word of mouth. And then others, of course, more sophisticated. You just have to play in that space. And, um, and we're happy to do it. We, we love technology. We love what it can do to help people. And, um, so the more we can do that, the the better it is.
1: Yeah, it's a tricky challenge, right? I mean, it's uh, you want to tell people that your food is is healthy, but you also know that um, culturally healthy food has now left an imprint in people's minds that usually means not great tasting food. So, how do you break through those those barriers, right? That that perception barrier that automatically, like, should you market your food as healthy even because? But you, I guess you have to. But then, if you do, you might turn away a lot of customers who otherwise would have tried it. So, yeah. it's an interesting challenge. I find that that companies that are that are trying to do uh, healthy food that tastes great, as in you know, you know, which which messaging do you double down on? Um, and maybe maybe you've learned some lessons so far.
0: Yeah, you know, you're exactly right. I mean, who wants to eat healthy food long term? You know, nobody. Um, because just because of that messaging but what i think our bigger message over even if it weren't healthy the way that our food arrives to you and the way that it's made um it makes your life easy and that's really the pain point that people that's the first pain point it's rarely i don't know how to eat healthy most people can figure that piece out but it's how do you do that consistently and that's the problem that we solve and so i think when you when you when you're like, do you want to eat healthy or do you want your life to be super easy and all your meals to be easy? Then, you know, I want my life to be easy and my meals to be super easy and delicious. That's where we are. We just happen to be crazy healthy. And that's like a double bonus for you. So I think we lead with, um, we make mealtime easy and, um, de-stress your life with something that isn't um, a gimmick and it isn't temporary and it isn't a one off it's really something that you can fold into your life as regular as your almond milk as you know your vegan butter or whatever else other products that you have on a continual basis that you like to have in your home and they they make your life easy
1: yeah it's a, it's a different way of thinking of um of of adding more plants to your diet too, which is we know from a health standpoint, we know it from a sustainability standpoint is the right thing to do. And right now, someone who, and I know a lot of people who who know this, but still don't necessarily do it. They'll try like a meatless Monday. But here's another way to kind of, it doesn't have to be so, like today I'm not going to eat anything but plants. You can, right. if You can almost use the, you know, people have spoken about this, which is the idea of like adding good stuff in versus right. making the messaging about taking out the bad stuff. Except, it's not easy to do because adding the good stuff in requires a lot of effort. Unless you're just talking about taking a bunch of spinach and throwing it on top of your steak or whatever. <laughs> um, right. So, I mean, that's not really going to help you either. So, maybe a little bit. Um, but here, you're talking about you know you 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 you're. you're you're giving comfort foods almost that can function on their own, but they can also function as an add on or, a, and then you sort of sneak into people's meals by doing that where, it, yeah, you can, and it's a true promise of like helping people transition to eating largely plant-based or plant centric or plant forward, whatever terminology we choose to use. You no, know,
0: I think it's totally mom energy that did that. Maybe that's part of the mama. <laughs> It's that when you, you know, any mom or dad out there knows that kids, if you just like throw broccoli on their plate, you can, eventually they'll eat it. And some like kids love it, but most that's just not the way to their heart with vegetables. And so we have just kind of snuck in these, this like phenomenal <laughs> nutrition and, and veggies into something that um, is is so tasty and so familiar and so comforting, you know, our Hungarian mushroom soup, our corn chowder, our tuna-ish, or, you know, we have a, you know, our lazy lasagna, marinara sauces, our burgers, our sausages. So all of those they are all whole food and they all have veggies, but your kids aren't going to know it. They're going to get two servings of veggies in every meal, you know, every, 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 every um, portion of it. So two to four. And so that's kind of like the secret sauce for mom's. Is they're going to get what they want, uh, what we want them to have, and they're getting their veggies, and it's it's hidden in these like incredibly tasty meals that yeah. they be eating anyway.
1: I like I like the idea of like it, it's the mom and that that kind it of it is the kind of very mom like approach. I agree. And you know, speaking of moms, I mean, I, I have to ask, what does Millie, your mom, think about the work you are doing now with, with Mama Says? She's
0: um, she is really proud of it. You know, it's, of course, she's very grateful for her own health and what it has done. So, you know, she's probably, you should probably be interviewing her because I think <laughs> she's like the, the one who can say this is, the benefit of it is extraordinary. And um, and then as a mom, you know, to me and a gram to my children, I think that she really understands that idea that if you can have mealtimes times in your home whether it just be for yourself or with your family and have those be less stressful so you have more time to just enjoy your meal and enjoy your family and enjoy your community um, then life life is much more enjoyable it's it and it's much easier and your kids benefit from it and your whole family benefits from it because there is something about carrying that stress and we have we have um, it's it's primarily women and I I don't like to totally categorize it because You know, there are a lot of dads in this exact same situation, but um, usually the emails we get are from women who are like, I have a 45-minute drive home from work, and I can't believe I'm not having to think about what am I going to make for dinner. I'm not in that scramble. I'm not worrying, do I need to stop? And it's a real thing. Um, And to give people that headspace where they're not worrying about their dinners and not worrying about whether they're getting the right foods in them, but that it's already done at an affordable price. So they're not spending a ton more money than they would otherwise. But the only thing that's missing is the stress. So they're enjoying great meals. Their kids are happy. Um, that, that we feel is doing, doing the job that we really want to do.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's just so incredible. And I, I also think it, it, it just spans, I can see this being a solution for a wide spectrum of people, right? Of course, moms, um, but even busy professionals, I mean, oh uh, it's just even whether you commute to work or you're just working from home, health is you know eating uh, healthy is always a bit of a challenge. Or just you know, not just eating healthy, but eating good food on a, on a consistent basis, and just to just to have something that you can trust that is there. It's almost maybe maybe you should also start a think of adding an element where Millie sends text messages to your customers or at least it's automated <laughs> to feel like being like little words of encouragement. Have you eaten your, <laughs> your, your veggie loaf today? And uh, <laughs> add some greens to that, you know, almost <laughs> I, like suggestions, I should. I, I should. <laughs> like, like me a, a little like meal plan, but slowly <laughs> dripped in the form of text messages from uh, yeah not that i 'm
0: hovering but right? <laughs> hovering but I notice <laughs>
1: eventually you can track how much of oh, which meals are being eaten, and then you can be like'm um, not hovering, but i'm noticing you're only eating the <laughs> the garlic protein strips straight out of the bag, so anyway, that might get right. a little creepy, but we need to we can figure out a way to make it fun but uh no I, I just find that it's got that element to it where it, it can it can be for someone who's um you know, just everyone, time is precious, right? Everyone wants to maximize yeah. the time I that think, they have. I, mean,
0: I don't know why I forget this, but I also fit in the, I'm a professional and, you know, working. And so, um, and you don't have to, you know, people who are working from home, managing Zoom and, man, you know, this, this time, even before this, it was the commute that was kind of getting people down or, or just the stress of life and to be able to take care of yourself. You know, without it being a big deal, you know, you don't have to go on a you know, I won't do this anymore type type diet, but just roll these things in like you would naturally. And all of a sudden you're taking care of yourself really effortlessly. And that's you know, we want to help people do what they already want to do. Most people want to eat well. Um, most people want to feel rested. most people want to have less stress. So if we can help people do those things, effortlessly and it's by making a very tiny change by having you know the products that solve that in your fridge as opposed to having to do it all yourself or go shopping for it and that's what we do um then then that's that's really our goal is to help people do what they already want to do and enjoy their life
1: yeah i mean that's that's amazing um well i'm going to close out with the question i ask every guest uh, it's sort of a forward-looking question. I mean, I guess it's not sort of. It is a forward-looking question. Uh, and it's sort of based on this idea that um, by, I give the year 2050 as a year to look ahead to because it's it's a year by which if we haven't figured out some of our the current challenges being faced by our planet, we are not going to be in a very good place. It's just a great example because you, you talked about this earlier in the context of... What you're, the innovation you're working on with your packaging. But some estimates say that by 2050, there's going to be more plastic than fish in the ocean. Right, That's, that's an alarming fact. And uh, the, the choices we make today are going to determine if that becomes our world in 2050 that your kids grow up in um, or are going to be adults in. Um, or are we going to, to make choices today that are going to take us off this path to something better in 2050, and of course, uh, this this podcast is all about food and and the food system and the food industry, and we know with food, if we don't make a change, right, we can we can do everything we want to to cut carbon emissions, to to transition from gas and um, fossil fuels and and go to renewable energy, but the the fact of the matter is quarter of the world's global greenhouse gas emissions come from the food industry so we have to do something about food and if and if you continue relying on our current system to feed us largely you know industrialized meat dairy and eggs we're not only going to not have any hope of preventing catastrophic climate change and make this world pretty much unlivable for majority of the people and lead to all kinds of downstream negative impacts. But we are also going to start having a resource problem. We're going to have drained our natural resources to the extent where water is going to become, fresh water is going to be tough to find, our air is going to be polluted. I can go on and on. We don't have another hour for that. But my question really, going back to my question, is you're obviously working to get us to a better place. You're trying to get people to not only change their the way they eat, to make their lives easier, to de-stress their lives, to make them healthier, but your food is all plant-based. And we know, and anyone who's listened to even one episode of this podcast knows that eating plant-based or plant-centric diet or more plants in your, is the easiest way for us to cut down those carbon emissions, to to take a new path to bring about a future where we have a food system that can feed the world in a sustainable way that, won't um, be a, a planet that we we'd be afraid for our kids to grow up in, and I know you're part of that solution. That's why you're a whole food plant based company, and I know sustainability is a key uh, element of everything you're doing, from your packaging to how you source your ingredients. Here's the question, finally. <laughs>
0: oh, I like it.
1: When you succeed, because I used to, I often say, "If," because I I think the right answer is when you succeed. When when Mama says grows as fast as I think it could grow when other companies like you succeed at, at transforming our current food system, at changing the course of history. And we have in this small moment of time where we can do it. It's a great opportunity we have. We won't have it again. We are the generation that can bring about this change. If when we succeed and we've changed what the future can look like, because currently it's looking pretty bad. What is your vision for the world in 2050 you can make it specifically about the food system or whatever you want. But when mama says and when everyone's eating amazing, delicious, healthy, plant-based foods, at least most of the time, and we've transitioned away from this destructive food system we have today, what's your vision for the for the world in 2050 where your, where your kids are, I'm assuming, by, by then in their 30s or 40s? Um, what is it going to look like to you?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Um... And I love to envision that rather than the destruction, because I think the destruction is what we see. And, and if we can really clearly see the vision of what is possible, you tend to move towards what you focus on. And um, and that is a little bit of, or a lot of how we do what we do now, which is we focus on attraction, attracting people to this way of life because you're healthier. Um, I think, at least for me, my experience was when I shifted what I ate and I began to learn more, I ended up having a different compassion for things in the world that I and I wouldn't have ever said I was a non not compassionate person, but my, my mind awakened to a lot of things that were damaging. So to be able to be and harmful to animals, to the planet, to people, um, to be able to shift your focus. And so, you know, if to have kids grow up in a world where that shift has already taken, where they're already seeing each other um, as, you know, partners in this whole journey rather than adversaries, where um, a respect for animals is at a very different level than it is now. Um, and, you know, we're not uh, meat shamers. Uh, we grew up here in New England in a you know a, a very dairy heavy, very you know people hunt people there's a lot of that. So I understand cultural shift um, that needs to happen and that some people have generations of beliefs. So I really like the idea that if the place that we're heading is so compelling, the other things just fall away because it's replaced with something that is equally sustaining and even more so. And, you know, and that it's so doable, you know, when you look at the limited number of crops that we actually grow here compared to what we could, you know, this world is just magical with what's possible. And we have kind of limited ourselves with what, you know, by kind of everything being industrialized of of what we are actually producing. But oh, my goodness, you know, when you get in different regions, growing things that are spectacular for that region and being able to, to get that to other places in an efficient way and to be able to clean the oceans. Cause we've monetized the idea of pulling stuff out and the stuff we're pulling out, we're making into things that are not going to get put back in, <laughs> you know, that's just amazing, you know, to be able to be a part of birth and, and whether to create a project or in life is one of the most holy and spectacular things that I can think of that you can you can experience. And so you're right. This is a moment where we are a part of birthing this new world. And birth is ugly. You know, any creative process, you know, in the beginning is hard and it's filled with doubt and anger and, you know, elation and then things crash. But what you get at the end is so awe-inspiring. I don't even think I could, I, I know I can't adequately describe what it will be like but i know that the awe that is possible if we move towards those things and bring everyone along without you know nobody gets anywhere far by being shamed continually you know maybe as a wake up maybe i want you to look at this but that's for me that um you know and that's why i have so much respect for people like you your know, rich role people who are doing extraordinary things you're somebody that people can go look at, well, that is really cool. I want to be a part of that. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're doing cool things. And that's, I think, what brings people along. And so that's what I see for this world, that um, we're getting it. You know, this is a very hard time in, in our country and in the world. Yeah. And we're having some serious wake-up calls. And it almost feels like to me, like, you know, if you if you've talked with people in recovery, there's a time when things bottom out and it's called the wreckage of your past just comes to haunt you and it's just like one darn thing after another and it feels like there's a lot of that going on but i also know that the 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 beauty of recovery is is so powerful as soon as you turn your And if we can collectively shift our eyes towards what's possible. And that's why I love that you support all, you know, people in this space and companies in this space, because we need to lift each other up, raise each other voices. In some ways we're competitors, but in general, we're all doing our own thing. There's a huge amount of people out there who need what you do. Um, So we lift each other up and that's the world that um, I hope for. That's the world I see for my kids and that we work for. And that uh, they get to really enjoy the, the gifts of nature and and each other
1: that was a beautiful answer. I, I just love that. I love that idea of like where you put your attention is where you go, and what you what you focus and work on is is what you create and so especially in these crazy divisive times where you can easily feel like what's the point? Everything is just so insane and crazy, and you can pretty much spend your day complaining about something or the other, there's no shortage of things. And we you know, I used to say that in the in the age of information, ignorance is a choice. But Mm -hmm. lately it's become more like we're in the age of disinformation. Uh, and so what is what is truth is is really questionable. And that's what makes people feel stressed and frustrated is because you don't know what to believe and, and who to believe and who to trust and all you can actually do and and i think this this is um this is a mantra and i'm going to close with this that i've i've tried to use during the time of the pandemic especially is that because i this year has been especially hard for a lot of people i'm lucky i mean i i've i've had it way easier than a lot of people out there who've who've struggled financially who've struggled f- f- with their health um but but one mantra that's that's very important for us to keep in mind, I think in general in life, and it's become my kind of guiding light this year, is that you in these crazy times you can you can only you can you can get swept up in the noise, in the disinformation, in the drama, or you can just focus on what matters to you um and what you can control. And and just to bring it in context of, of your previous answer for the for the last question that's literally what what you're doing and, in this space and what mm. others are doing in this space is that you've got 24 hours in a day you can choose to fight with people on twitter or yell yell at other people on the street um or you can go build something or you can work mm. on a on a big you know hairy scary problem probably the biggest problem facing humanity which is how do we feed ourselves in a healthy way, in a sustainable way, in the next few decades as our population continues to rise? Um, and just go put your time and energy and your focus and your imagination to to make to use your imagination to create the reality you want. And I think if that's the one takeaway anyone can get from this podcast, forget about food entrepreneurship and food system stuff. <laughs> that's that's more powerful than than you know the specifics of what you choose to eat or not are or what work you do. And I and I commend you for kind of making me even think about that. So I appreciate the answer, and I appreciate the time today uh, and for the work that you're doing. Uh, I'm definitely a fan of your food and your company, and uh, I can't wait to hear from other people who've tried it because they've heard it on this podcast. So thank you, Meg.
0: Neil, thank you. And, you know, I, I love your podcast, and, and because in all, almost everyone I've heard – um, well, in all of them, I've heard it's imbued with exactly that message that you have, no matter what you're talking about. And I think you're right. That's what it all comes back to. You know, all of these things, without that underlying um, piece, they uh, they don't mean as much. That's it's real. That's really the um, the heart of it all. So thank you for for letting me on your podcast and to be able to talk about the things that we care about.
1: you've been listening to eat for the planet with nil zacharias if you enjoyed this conversation and would like to show your support please subscribe rate and review the show the eat for the planet meal bundle powered by mama says is now available for order just go to eftp.co slash mama says to learn more not only is the eat for the planet meal bundle specially curated to be full of healthy and delicious plant-based meal staples but it is also a sustainability game changer when it comes to ingredients and manufacturing practices. Mama Says takes extensive steps to optimize their supply chain and improve their energy and water efficiency. Mama Says is also zero waste. They turn all the food, paper and cardboard waste into compost and deliver to local farmers. In addition, Mama Says packaging is 100% recyclable And all Mama Says orders are delivered directly to customers with a prepaid return label to send back all the empty materials, that's the container, inserts, ice packs and packaging, so they can sanitize and reuse or recycle everything. Just go to eftp.co slash Mama Says to learn more and order your Eat for the Planet meal bundle featuring 8 delicious, ready-made, whole food plant-based staples. You can serve them as the full meal or as the launchpad for your own meal creations. Once again, the URL is eftp.co slash m-a-m-a-s-e-z-z. Thank you for listening.